the subject, the, the theme for tonight is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Uh, I believe God has called us to carry his glory. Amen. I don't think that Christians just come to the church and our experience, our Christian experience finish when the service is finished. I think the real work of the church starts when the service finish. When the service finish, the presence of God in us, the Holy Spirit in us, take us for wherever we go and God's presence with us to change lives, to bless people, to, to be God's instrument, God's, God's tools, God's hands, wherever he, he sends us. I would like to read to you, with you, Luke, Gospel of Luke, chapter, chapter 17, verse 20 and 21. I always try to be natural here, but always a little bit nervous, but I think in 10, 20 minutes time, I will be natural in the name of Jesus Christ, okay? So <laughs> I, I've been reflecting a lot. I've been praying a lot the last month, couple of months, because uh, I don't know why I was thinking I'm about to be 50. And uh, I understand that uh, it's a big thing. I don't know how many years I have. And I'm asking God, God, please deliver me from the things that doesn't make any sense, the things that... Uh, um, Try to block the, 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 try to stop the, the purpose that you have for my life. I don't know how many years I have before me. 15, 20, 30, more 50, I have no idea. But, uh, doesn't matter how many years I want you to the next years of my life to live the fulfillment, fullness, fulfillment of his purpose of my life, the fullness of his purpose, purpose of my life. Then I asking him, speak to me. I don't want you to, to, to go through everything we have been through, through last year, coronavirus, uh, pandemic, a lot of things happen, happening, still happening. What God wants to teach us, what the lessons, what I have learned with everything that's happening in all the earth. So I will share with you a little bit of the things that God is speaking to me lately. So Luke 17, verse 20 and 21 only. Uh, the word of God says, Only, uh, won't see, uh, having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the kingdom of God doesn't come with your careful, careful observation. Nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. Amen. The kingdom of God is within us. You know, the Pharisees, they, they, they were waiting to know. They were wanting to know what is the kingdom? Because Jesus came and his first message was get red, repent, because the kingdom of God is near. So Jesus was all the time talking about the kingdom of God. And the Pharisees came to Jesus. Where is this kingdom? Where is the address? How's it going to be? How big is it? And Jesus told him, you are wrong. The kingdom of God doesn't come with this kind of external appearance. The kingdom of God doesn't come with people say, it's there or over there. The kingdom of God is within us, is among us, is in me, is in you. Can you imagine this? The kingdom of God is within us, is inside of me, is inside of you. I don't know if it is uh, shake you, but every time I think that the kingdom of God, the presence of God is in me, 
He operates in me. He lives in me. I can say, Jesus is alive. And the people say, where is he? He's here, inside of me, inside of you. It is so powerful. It's so beautiful to understand this. And asking God, God, give me the revelation. Help me to understand what is this big thing to carry your presence in my life. Another passage, very interesting. In Acts chapter 1, I don't know if you know, probably you know, Acts and Luke were wrote by the same author. Luke wrote Acts, wrote the gospel. And then when Luke wrote Acts, uh, in chapter 1, Jesus came alive again, resurrected, and for over a period of 40 days, Jesus was with his disciples, teaching them, about the kingdom of God. Jesus spent 40 days after his resurrection talking with them about the kingdom of God. Jesus gave them some specific instruction. Stay in Jerusalem until from heaven you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Last Sunday was the Pentecostal Sunday, isn't it? But I believe God can make a new Pentecost today again. Tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, every day, God can do new things in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. But uh, when Jesus was about to go to heaven again, and his disciples realized he was about to leave, and they, they, they called Jesus, hey Jesus, please tell us, is that the time? Is that the time you are going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Because in their mind, the kingdom... The kingdom of God would be like something like the kingdom of uh, David. So is that the time you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus said to them, guys, it's not up to you to, to know sometimes and dates that the father kept for himself. But you are going to receive power. And then we, when you receive the power of the Holy Spirit, you are going to see, you're going to be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I, I see in these two passages, Luke 17, 20, 21, the Pharisees was one to know, where is the kingdom? Where is the kingdom? Where is this kingdom? What is the address? And Jesus said, it's not a visible kingdom. It's not over there. There is no postcode, you know? Where's the postcode of the kingdom? There is no postcode. Where is the, the temple is big enough. The, the castle is big enough. Then Jesus said to them, no, no, it's not like this. And then in the, with the disciples, it was more or less the same anxiety, the same question. Jesus, is that the time you are going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And again, Jesus said to them, first of all, it's not up to you to know the dates, the times that God has kept for himself. You know, many of us, are waiting for something. When is going to be this? When is going to be that? I have no idea. We cannot find dates, but we know he's faithful. We know he's never late. He has a perfect time for everything in our life in the name of Jesus Christ. We can wait for him. He's faithful. He has a better way to do things than our ways. Sometimes when you think, oh Lord, it looks like you are late. No, he's not late. He's preparing us. He's working us for us to receive the things that he has prepared for us. 
And then we do not waste it because we, when you got something before the time, many times you waste the blessing, you waste the, the heritage. You get something earlier and then you lost it. So sometimes we need to wait. But when the things happen, you know, it's the time of God for my life. So the disciples, they spent three and a half years with Jesus. They were waiting. Wow, when Jesus come, when the Messiah come, they are going to deliver us from the Roman Empire. Then the new kingdom is coming, like in the time of David. And Jesus again told them, it's not up to you to know the dates, but you're going to receive the power, the power of the Holy Spirit. And then you're going to be my witness, my testimony. Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I don't know. I think even today, even today, after 2,000 years, over 2,000 years, having the Bible, listening to the Word every week and even more than once a week, sometimes we are expecting something from God, but we are thinking more in the terms of uh, uh, the kingdom of the earth instead of the kingdom of the heaven. We are waiting some, for some things here. We, we love temples. We love church building. I love it. I love conference. I love the atmosphere. I'm glad to see people coming back to the church. I love it. It, it has its place. It's a place where we worship God together. It's a place where iron sharps iron. It's a place where one helps another. When we see the manifestation of the gift of the Spirit to different people, doing different things, it is beautiful. But God has more than this for my life, more than the experience inside of the temple. God has experiencing to see Him operating, doing things through my life and through your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Sometimes we are waiting for things externally to impact our inner being. And I want to let you know, sometimes what you are waiting for is nearer than you can imagine. I, I, I think I, I never had the experience to travel for somewhere, somewhere that is uh, happening a revival. But I heard many, many different stories. The people take a plane to Toronto. People take a plane to Florida. Uh, people taking planes to go to different parts of the earth because somewhere some revival is happening. Praise the Lord. But I believe we can walk in personal revival. The first book in English I ever read was Colin's book, Hearts on Fire. Hearts on Fire is talking about how to walk in personal revival. It was the first one. I haven't seen a lot of Christians blaming others for his or she's or her spiritual condition. Oh, there is no fire in my church. There is no power. I wish this, I wish that. We need to accept our responsibility, you know? We need to accept that uh, I can close my door of my room and see God and His presence come and fill the place, change my life. I can walk in personal revival in the name of Jesus Christ. God wants to fill us with His presence. God in us, Jesus in us, is the hope of glory. A lot of people in the, this world is waiting 
They are waiting to see what God is doing in our lives and through our lives. I don't know if you understand this. I have seen, I have seen this many times in my church in Portuguese. For many people who are not believers, no Christians, we are the only Bible they are reading right now. Our life, our testimony, the way we treat each others. We are the Bible, not this Bible, but they know you are Christian. They know you come to the church. They are look to me and to you to see what is to be a Christian. You are a kind of Bible. It is a big responsibility. And I need to take this responsibility for my life and say, come on, Lord, use me for this generation. Doesn't matter if I have a microphone or not. Doesn't matter if I'm a pastor or not. Because the Holy Spirit is in me, is in you. The kingdom of God is alive in me, it's alive in you. God wants to do powerful things in me and you and through me and through you. In the name of Jesus Christ. We are God's glory carriers. We carry the glory of God in our lives. I love the Bible. I love when I meditate about Peter. Because Peter, he wasn't an academic guy. He was a fisherman. He was very, you know, a regular person, ordinary person. He was a little bit nuts sometimes, a little bit crazy sometimes, you know, have a big mouth. But I'm amazed every time I read about Peter. Because when he was full of the presence of the Holy Spirit, in Acts chapter 2, with one single message, without microphone, Without Instagram, without social media, one preaching. And it wasn't a sweet message. Come to Jesus and he's going to give a Ferrari for you. Come to Jesus, you get married. Come to Jesus, you are going to prosper a lot. <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. It wasn't this kind of message. But one message, 3,000 people come to Christ through one message. And then Acts chapter 3 Peter and Joe, was, they were going to the temple. A guy was on the floor. He was sick, without able to walk since he was born, waiting for some money, waiting some, for something to help him. And the message that Peter gave to him was amazing. Look to me, guy. I have no money, no gold, no silver, but what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus the Nazarene, stand up. And the guy start to to jump, was amazing. And then they receive a reward, a night in the jail. <laughs> the guys, the, the, the Pharisees got jealous because religious people sometimes, they are jealous. They see God moving in your life. Why he not me? You know? Why she not me? And they don't like to see the move of God through your life. Then Peter and Joe went to the jail. Spent a night in the jail. Another day, The guys come here with what authority you did it. Why did you do that? And the word of God says in Acts chapter 4, verse 8, Peter, full of the Holy Spirit. He was full. He, was not, he wasn't intimidated. He wasn't full of self-pity. Oh, you know, I want to help people. You know, I have a good heart. You know, I try to help. I just did a good for a person. 
But you know, people is bad with, they are bad with me. No, no, no. He wasn't full of self-pity. He was full of the Holy Spirit. And then Peter said to them, in the name of Jesus, who you killed, but, jo but God rose again. In the name of Jesus, this one is healed. And there is no name above the name of Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 4, verse 13, the word of God says, when they saw the boldness, the boldness of Peter and Joe, they understood because they, they, they weren't academic people. They, 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 they are just fishermen. They understood they have been with Jesus. Can you imagine? We come to the church, we praise the Lord, we seek God's face and we go home. When you go home, when you go work tomorrow, Tuesday, and people look to me and to you, and they understand we have been with Jesus. I do not have been just in the church building. I have been with Jesus. He is alive and he lives in me. Hallelujah. It is so powerful. It is so beautiful. We need a fresh revelation because sometimes we know things, the theory of the things. I know that I'm not saying anything new for you, but I need to something new happening in my heart. I, I need to understand God, he lives, Jesus, he lives in me. We are partakes of his divine nature. Second Peter chapter one, verse four. Think about that, guys. Partakers of his divine nature nature, the nature of God or God's nature. I am partake of this. I carry his divine nature. It is so powerful. His love, his authority, his compassion, his wisdom, his discernment. I carry in my life His divine in nature, it is so powerful. I want to share with you very, very short this, uh, a story. Uh, our church, a couple of years ago, we used to gather in Porchester Hall. It's not far from here. It's a beautiful place. It's a hall where different things happen in that building. So one day, we arrived there on Sunday, Sunday morning to have our service. And then I saw two or three different security guys. Normally we have one because the service is in the first floor. So there was always there was one in the, the reception just to organize the things. But that day, there were three of them. And one of them, huge one, Javier, a Spanish guy, he was in the, close to the access of the, the kitchen area. And then I asked him, what's going on, Javier? Why, why are you here? Why so many of you? And he told me, You know, pastor, yesterday there was a very sad thing that happened in this building. One night before, there was a wedding party at Porchester Hall, a wedding party uh, with an English groom and a Malaysia, Malaysian uh, bride. And the parents of the bride provide the food. And the parents of the groom didn't like the food. They complain about the Malaysian food. And then these guys, they order fifth Domino's pizza for the wedding part. When the relatives 
of the bride. So that uh, lots of box of Domino's pizza and the, the guys were giving the tables, they got so offended. So in the wedding party, there was a fight. They fight. The bride family, groom family, they destroyed everything, even the bride cake. So it was a tragedy. And then this, the security guy, I used to talk with him a lot. He told me, very sad, he was sad. And he told me, you know, pastor, I work in the night. I'm security in clubs in London. I have seen the worst state of the human beings. And sometimes I gave up. I think there is no hope for humanity because I have seen how people treat me. I have seen how people treat each other. But when I come here, every Sunday morning when I come here and I see how you guys treat me, when I see how you treat each other, I felt there is hope. I felt there is hope. That day was so strong in my heart because sometimes you think, oh, God is doing nothing in our lives. Nothing's happening. But you are the Bible that many people are reading right now. People are looking to me, are looking to you. The way you treat them. The love of God, the compassion of God, the kindness of our God. Doesn't matter if you are the president or the CEO of the company, or if you are the, 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 the cleaner of the company. For God, we are the same. He loves us. And then when the love of God flows through our lives, people that sometimes they are losing heart, they are losing hope in the humanity. I heard these words. He looks to you and says, there is hope. There is a people. There is a people. They are partakers of God's divine nature. There is a people They are not just people who gathered inside of a building. They are not just believers, babblers, blah, 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 blah. They, they do good things. We are not just doers of the words. Oh, sayers of the words. We are doers of the words. We need to put the word of God in practice. What we do is more powerful than what we say. There is a... In Corinth, I don't know if it's the, the, the right word. It's a, a kind of very strange things. One thing is what Christian people say, and sometimes it's a totally different thing what the people, Christian people does. But when the, the presence of God in us, the Holy Spirit in us, Jesus in us, can change a life, can transform a life. A couple of days I was bored. You know, I don't know if you know, pastors sometimes got bored. I was, <laughs> I was looking to the church and I, I was thinking, it's, it's just it, it's something wrong. You know, I know all the program, four, five worship songs, prayer, announcement, offering, another worship. Everywhere is like this. Then you got in your heart, everything's so predictable. You know, and I will never forget When I heard something that I love so much, she looks at me. Oh, Dad, I want you to go to church. Oh, I don't want you to go to church. Sometimes church is so, so bored. I got so offended. Huh? How, how, how dare you say that? The church is boring. Oh, church is boring, Dad. Oh, so I always put her on spot. But she, God used her because I started to think, Dad, that's boring. It's boring. Sometimes it's boring. 
Because what is the expectation of God can do something new in our lives? In the in an ordinary day, He can do extraordinary things. In the normal day, some supernatural things can happen in our lives. When the Spirit, when the glory of God in us, friends, we became stronger. We became more resilient. We became more, you know, perseverant. We stay stronger in our position, in the place God wants to put us. I'm not saying place, I'm saying about uh, spiritual things. I want to read just one more passage with you in Acts chapter 8. Please open with me. Acts chapter 8. I will show you something before I finish. Acts chapter 8. When I was going through this time of boring experience, everything so predictable, God spoke to me, Marcelo, through my church, through my church, the manifold wisdom of God will be manifested. The spiritual realm is going to see what I'm about to do with my church. Then here in Acts chapter 8, we're going to read just verse 1 and 4, please. Uh, on that day, great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem. All except the apostles were scattered through Judea, Judea, and Samaria. Verse 4, those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Please follow my, my thought here, please. Through the church, the manifold wisdom of God will be manifest, will be known by the spirit's helm, the spiritual helm, angels, demons, authorities, rulers. They are going to see what God's going to do with the church. Not will do, he's doing through the, through the years. Think with me, great persecution came to the church in Jerusalem. All except the apostle were scattered. They had to flee to save their lives. Maybe the enemy was saying, well, we did it. One demon looked to another demon. You see, we brought the persecution. Everybody scattered now, no more church. But we have an amazing God. Those who were scattered to Judea, Judea, Samaria, everywhere, wherever they, they go, they wherever they went, Verse four, wherever they went, what they did, they preached the word. Why? Because they weren't at Jerusalem temple anymore. They lost that uh, comfort zone with all the apostles. They were scattered. And the enemy could think, well, we did it. We destroyed them. But no, we have an amazing God. Wherever they went, they preach the word. The fulfillment of Acts chapter 1, verse 8, 
You will receive power when you receive the Holy Spirit and you are going to be my witness, my testimony in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The fulfillment of this word happened, how? With persecution. We live in a time where Christian people are so soft, so sensitive. Everything that's happened, Oh, you know, I don't want to pray anymore because I don't know. I came to the church. I have a flat tire. How on earth I was in the church. My tire is flat now. How on earth I lost the last bus. You know, people lose heart so easily. People are so, you know, the pastor needs to put too much sugar, sugar in the message. I remember when I was a kid. I saw a lot of pictures when I was a kid these days because celebration 50 years. So they did a video for me with a lot of pictures. And I, re I remember when I got sick, my mother used to give me some medicine, a diperona, diperona, diperona. And the taste was terrible. My mother tried to put the diperona in my mouth and I spit everything. So what she did, a little bit of water, a little bit of sugar, and no, 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 no. I like it, you know? And a lot of Christians these days, the pastor needs to put a lot of flavors, a lot of sugar for the baby Christians. Mm, thank you, pastor. You know? If the Holy Spirit is in us, and he is in us, doesn't matter what's happened. No one can separate me from God. Christ in us is the hope of the glory. The presence of Jesus in me. The enemy brought the persecution. They were scattered everywhere. But wherever they went, they preached. And thank God, this word came to me, came to you. Hallelujah! It's the kingdom. It is the kingdom in me. It's the kingdom in you. And I ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, for this new season, my new season, your new season. God knows when it's the beginning of your new season. We can carry his glory. Building is good, yeah. To come together is amazing. But we need to walk in personal revival. We need to ask God, oh God, fill my life. The enemy is working so hard to neutralize us, to make us sad, make us... My prayer, my friends, that he can do something new in our lives. And I finish saying the passage of uh, Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, when he says to Timothy, Timothy, is the instruction I give to you. Stir up the gift of God that is in you. Fum into flame. Yesterday I did the churrasco. You know, Brazilian, we love churrasco. You know, churrasco, barbecue, yeah. Barbecue is churrasco. Barbecue is churrasco in Portuguese, sorry. It is, I, I, sometimes I think everybody knows what is churrasco. Churrasco is barbecue in Portuguese. And I love to, to, to do, I love to cook. But it's interesting, every time you do a barbecue, and I, I, don't, like, I don't like gas barbecue, I like charcoal barbecue. Then you start to do the, char, the, the barbecue, and then after 40 minutes, one hour, you feel the, the temperature drop a little bit. 
Why? Because when the charcoal starts to burn, a lot of ashes. Then you have to take or a stick to remove the, the ash, or if you have a, a lid of a pan or something, you, you blow it, you, 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 and then remove the ash, then you have more fire, more temperature. Sometimes it's happened with us. The fire is there. I, I want you to let you know, the fire is there. Amen. The fire is the fire of the Holy Spirit. It's in you. Sometimes a little bit, uh, you know, I used to be more on fire than I am right now. You can say that. But it's just a matter of uh, fun into flames. It's just a matter of take a stick and stir up. Another day I was drinking, it's the Finnish one, it's the last one, it's Scott. <laughs> Another day I was drinking chocolate. I, lo I love mocha, chocolate with coffee. And I was drinking. Then it was so watery. I like the strong flavor, a strong thing. I was drinking. What's going on? Then I, did you stir it? Take a stick, stir it up. Then you're going to flavor again, the, the, the stronger flavor. And then it was a message that the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Sometimes you're like this, Marcel. The, the chocolate is there. The flavor is there. But it's just a matter of stir it up. And I want to let you know the fire is in you. Not because I'm saying, but Jesus saying. Jesus told us, the kingdom of God, his presence in me and you, is not coming in a building because it is, is within us. It is in you already. It's just a matter of remove some ashes. It's just a matter of stir it up and we are going to see the new things that God has prepared for us in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ in us, the hope of glory. A lot of people down there outside are waiting to see the manifestation of God in our life, in your life, in the name of Jesus Christ.